You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. As long as the bass drops sometime soon. <laughs> we can make it drop. <laughs> oh, Hello, Afterbuzzers. We're here doing another Afterbuzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf Season 3, Episode 17, Silverfinger. I'm your host this evening, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. And joining me across the table, Afterbuzz TV host, June Lee. Right, her, of course. Hi, her. <laughs> and <laughs> our special guest this evening Yay. plays Victoria Wait. Argent. On after on MTV's Team Wolf, please and welcome on AfterBuzz, on AfterBuzz uh, yes, as well, yes. Edie Mae. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. This Glad music to be back. is know, like there's a job. There's a job. Oh, oh, see, that's the way you found it. I love. See, that's just good engineering right there. That's why I love AfterBuzz. <laughs> cheers to AfterBuzz. Thanks yeah, for having me back. Yes, yes. Thanks sure for being here. Thank you. Cheers to you. Good. I'm glad you didn't just spill that on the mic. That's good. <laughs> mm. So last time we had you. Um, it was this past summer. Mm-hmm. I know you've been watching Teen Wolf. What are your thoughts on this season and how much darker it's gotten? It's really interesting because people always say to me, but aren't you dead? Which I can't comment on, so let's just say that right now up front. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, I'm a Teen Wolfie too. It's a smart, sexy, mm-hmm. funny Right? Funny, oh, funny so show. Funny. And so yes, funny. you're right. It did get darker, uh, particularly this season. Demons and all that kind of stuff. But um, my thoughts on watching this season as opposed to watching and... It, the complications are so intelligent and drawing things from the past um, are really intricate and it just... It's refreshing. And yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. don't think you see that in a lot of shows at all. Uh, they're mm-hmm. so formulaic. And I, I cannot tell you how many times I've, I've looked at somebody going, she dies watch you know and then invariably you know the next scene my friends won't even see movies with me anymore because I do it all the time you know but Teen Wolf is not that and that's one of the best things about it it's very unpredictable Mm -hmm. and just because the character dies in the show doesn't mean they're gone (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry what Uh, my mic was could you say that a little louder Uh oh oh, first of all first of all before you get started I just want to know um real quick does anybody want a cookie <laughs> I do. These, these are from this fabulous bakery. And they're right. Okay. okay. Yes. Roma. Mm. This is her. Oh right? Do they, do they I'm smell just going good? to enjoy the smell. She's one of Literally. those. She won't eat the cookies. I'm totally munching on these cookies afterwards. I'm, I'm going to suck them right, right now. Yeah, I'll really join you afterwards. You. Add a girl. Add a girl. See, there are consequences for people that don't take my cookies, June. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I share that with the gum. <laughs> with the boo, with the boo right, gum. Right, right, right. No, and in the show, too. Right, right. And so that's it. So that, And I was explaining to June um, uh, that... There was a scene before it was sort of revealed that Mrs. Argent, is what it was at the time, was, Mm -hmm. is she in on it, is she not in it, you know, am I, did I know that there was a family of hunters or was all this sort of being done duplicitously, Mm -hmm. and, um, is that a word? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. It is now. Mm-hmm. Even, now I don't know if is. you can make it an adverb. I like to make adverbs out of things. Mama Arjun mm-hmm. just said it. it yes. So, so therefore, it's true. That's it's right. True. Thank you. I like her already. Okay, you good. guys keep talking so I can keep eating. Keep eating. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Let me okay. put this down. No. Okay. Go. You what got an agenda. amazing episode. Oh, this episode in particular, and I am particularly glad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got, you've had wonderful guests, I will say. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed, I always <laughs> enjoy watching After Buzz. However, oh. this one was particularly juicy, this, this episode. Huge twist, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. You have other things. Let's I feel like first. everything really came together this episode. Mm-hmm. Because before we weren't sure if it was going to be a procedural or what direction they were going to go in with all the different mm-hmm. characters. But I feel like this episode, we got a lot of information, and it sort of steers us in the direction of where the show's going for the rest of the season. And you always kind of want that roadmap for your audience. Mm-hmm. I am so glad you think that, and I think she'll be totally wrong. <laughs> Just so you know, I think you're going to be totally no. wrong. It's, I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything in particular. But I think I think that's one of the beauties of Teen Wolf, is as soon as you start thinking that, <laughs> then it hooks you into thinking, oh, sweet, okay, now I know do? where it's going, and you're going this way. And then it doesn't. And it spins your head around, and it's um, uh, it's it's something else. No, for sure. Well, let's go ahead. I'll put down my cookie for a second. Okay, only for I'm, a second. Only for a second. I'll try and talk more. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Arjun's mission and to speak with the uh, Katoshi. So basically, Arjun believes that the Katoshi may know why the Oni are here, and so he starts telling them about his mission, and that's why he was gone all day. We kind of saw him at the end of last episode come back, and he was all exhausted on the floor. Yeah, like passed out, like, where you been? Don't make me come through that television. What you been doing? Right, right, right. So he was trying to get a hold of the Katoshi, who, you know, he has this this, um, past with, and he was telling them that when he was 18, and we got to see the older... Uh, RG yeah, well, well, yeah, the, so well, the younger, like, technically, right, 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 yes, the, oh, yeah, the version. we have a caller on the line. Oh, see, I tweeted that, <laughs> and see, and I did, I hope I hope the tweet went through. Okay, we've got a caller. Caller, what's your name, where are you from? Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your name, where are you from? My name is Johan. I'm from Florida. Johan from Florida. We're doing great, Johan. I hope you are too. Thanks for staying awake to watch After Buzz TV and watch this Teen Wolf recap. You got a question or you just want to hey. tell us how beautiful we are? <laughs> well, both, actually. Both. Oh, thanks. Um, Thank you. You may have a cookie. No. But um, I, just, I just wanted to uh, mention um, I watched the uh, episode last night and um, I think what Styles, there's something that. Wait, shh, shh, Don't say it yet. Uh, no, no, Johan, Johan, let me tell you. The, you're, yes, yes, you're getting ready to say something really, really, really good. You see, we're gonna, we're gonna get to it. So the, uh, he's gonna say something about Styles. So it's something <laughs> it, is he, Let me ask you this first before you say anything, Johan. Is he your favorite? Who's your favorite on the show? I like all of them, actually. I don't have a favorite. Oh, that's good. It is an ensemble cast, and it's hard. Even the most unlikable people on Teen Wolf find some redemption and become Mm -hmm. likable. Isn't that right? Okay, so um, don't don't give it a total spoiler here on After Buzz in case somebody hasn't seen it yet or in case we talk about it later. But what what is it about about Styles? Give me a little a a little teaser. I I know I know some things that people don't know yet if you if they haven't seen it. So. Well, okay. I won't, I won't. What did What did you well, like about what happened with Styles? How about that? Oh man, um, there's something there that I won't mention that we're gonna see in future episodes. That uh, I think is gonna be 
a little interesting later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I do. I um, I do. It took a it took a twist, didn't not, it? Try not to give anything away. That's why. <laughs> well, I mean, um, we, we've seen it, but we're going to get to some good stuff about it here yeah. on AfterBuzz, and I want you to keep watching uh, for that that part as well when we Absolutely. talk about that. Yohan, thank you so much for calling in. It was great talking to you. No problem. No problem. Okay, Bye. have a good have night. Have a good night. Have a good night. Eat a cookie. You get a cookie. Good question. <laughs> good commentary. Uh, hey, guys. So don't forget, those of you at home who don't know, you can call in and talk to Edie. You can ask her whatever question you're wondering about that happened on Team Wolf. And oh, the well, well, no, here, you don't have to limit it. I'm good for whatever. <laughs> the number here is 424-256-1729. We have a lot of people who write and comment on the show, and I just wanted to talk about a few of those. Um, Lovaka Wolfie, she wants to know who you ship on Teen Wolf. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I bro ship more than anything because <laughs> I truly, Styles and Scott will always, always be my favorite ship. And then, of course, the Archons, you know, Victoria and Chris. So, and it's funny because I think that, uh, MTV Teen Wolf on Twitter was had asked for for people to say who their favorite ships were, mm. and somebody had tried to set, come up with a name for Victoria and Chris, and it was like uh, Choria, or you know, and it's just you know, or Vicris, or you know, I mean, what was that? I like all those. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely it, it is the bromance, it is the friendship, um, because I think friends become our chosen family. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, now getting back to Argent's story this episode. So uh, he was telling the story about, you know, his past with Katoshi and how he was there and um, they the Oni were actually looking for the dark spirit who we got to see was Akushamachu. <laughs> uh, his name was... A, a, yeah, and they were looking for him. He was the one with, like, the silver fangs in the beginning. Right. Right, that all the Oni actually Very James put Bond-like. up yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and killed. And so it's, it's occurring to me that, you know, these Onis, they're not actually bad if mm-hmm. they're, you know, fighting for the force of nature. You know, their exterior is very scary, but they're actually, in reality, these, like, little fireflies. So, okay. and if, and which I love, I loved the firefly. Mm-hmm. They, you remember early, early, early in 3A mm-hmm. that they were the fireflies. You remember that? They were in the woods, and then the fireflies, and Scott and uh, Boyd were looking at these fireflies when they saved the kids in the hut or what have you mm-hmm. and you know and so fireflies were a big deal and uh so to see to to be told later the meaning of those fireflies and wait a minute there are fireflies in california what's going on here <laughs> was really really what yeah. ma- mm-hmm. makes it so interesting it's little bits like that and pulling little in details that, i right. know jeff mm-hmm. is so good about mm-hmm. those kind of details mm-hmm. and that it's that common it's thread through it mm-hmm. right right mm-hmm. yeah right so but argent's mission in this. It's interesting because uh, and you said that it looks like now that actually those are maybe the good guys all along so far. In these first mm-hmm. episodes of 3B, we have thought that those were the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But now it's mm-mm. No, now we're thinking, okay, and just in this past episode, that's it. Okay, now we know they're here to find out who were the real bad guys. Right. And that's why what happens at the end of the episode is so powerful. Right. Right. And we get that great scene with um, the father-daughter moment where Allison's kind of taking Katoshi's gun and... <laughs> yes, I very, know. you know, and see, it's all those things like Indiana <laughs> know, Jones and, you know, it's, it's like, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, yeah. F- they finally get to have that conversation where he tells them about a lot what's going on. But how about the scene with Isaac and Allison... You know, where she's giving him the whole speech of you got to go in there and be a mm-hmm. man, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. not a boy. He's mm-hmm. like, they're going to know I'm just a yeah. boy in a mm-hmm. man's suit. And 
and, break them in the. That's and, a good thing about Teen Wolf again. Like it's just like it's so true. That's how a lot of guys feel like they enter manhood is by experiencing those things. You know. Yeah, but but it takes a woman to make a Absolutely. boy a man. Sometimes that's the message I, I'm getting. I, right? That's really that. It <laughs> that's takes really somebody. True. It definitely takes somebody mm-hmm. influential in your life. It mm-hmm. takes a friend. It takes somebody. And and we've seen that throughout Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen a lot of reversals with that. Early on, it was Styles supporting Scott, saying, "No, dude, right. I believe in you. We can figure mm-hmm, this out. Right. We'll work this out mm-hmm. together." And he was doing all the research. Later, it was Styles supporting Lydia. And this time, and this in three B, we're, we're seeing more that there are all these people coming together now that are having to support Styles and all of his, mm-hmm. you know, ah, craziness. <laughs> and but that's but that too is one of the really nice things is that uh, that she supports him. Right. And that, so there, that friendship there more than just the skeleton, you know. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, wait, skeleton skies. Uh, as a sc- I, know. Uh, I don't uh, even I, use them. I have to write. Oh, really? Yeah, I I read them, and read to them. say them out loud is different. It's totally you know. Yeah, it's like another Eisen. language. Exactly. Is it Eisen? Is Eisen one of them? Yes. Something? Eisen. So, do you, what? I mean, this was like their first kiss, and I mm. kind of got that it was okay now because she and Scott had that little exchange mm-hmm. last episode that was kind of like the mutual. It's okay for us to move on, kind of, you know. Uh, exchange that they had just you know no words were needed mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. that that really powerful glance that, that they was had last episode at the, at the at the dance at the party right right right, mm-hmm. right. so do you guys think that that's why that you know she went ahead and kissed him this episode because before she was always like pushing him off and wasn't quite sure well, what to do that whole shirtless thing yeah <laughs> let me just say, let me just say uh, okay i'm sorry june so what do you think june no, no, I want to hear what you think, Edie. <laughs> oh, like, I'm a mom. I'm kind of, like, old. And so still thinking in the, as a mom, as Edie, and then as, as Edie Victoria, it's like, wait a second, put your shirt back on, and let's talk about this, and what's all this kissing and the, and the, and the, and the grabbing of the, and yes, the... and that, well, okay, that was kind of cool. That was kind of hot, actually. I loved, I loved that touch. But, like, when, when they did kiss, and it was like, why is he touching her there? And it was, but I just, it's, it's, why would you let your daughter date a werewolf? I mean, honestly. Again. Yes. Again. Yeah, again. You'd think you would learn, of course. I say you that. taught her better than uh, yes, this. all I'm saying. <laughs> right, exactly, Dad. Good job. You know, right, right. Yeah. So the whole thing was that Katoshi was like this paranoid recluse collecting like rare antique weapons, and so that's why they were sending Isaac in to do the little exchange, so he could, you know, uh, take the guards away from the situation, so that Allison and her dad could get to Katoshi and just kind of talk to him about what was going on about these Onis and you know why they were in town. What was it that they wanted? Mm-hmm. Well, and I and again, I love that because that that being a um, uh, a weapons dealer has been again this consistent element throughout Teen Wolf, <laughs> and so that it has been rare collectible things is also interesting. And then mm-hmm. you know in the uh, earlier when with the reveal of the broken mask, and so having that history, it makes everything more three dimensional, and it mm-hmm. just makes mm-hmm. it more it makes it richer, richer, right? absolutely, right. Mm-hmm. right. And mm-hmm. I like the fact that you know Argent kept the mask after he shot the shot them in the face. It kind of broke up the mask. It didn't kill them, but right. it still saved Katoshi's life. And then he kept it. So I, I really like that mm-hmm. aspect of mm-hmm. it. And that Katoshi says, you know, I owe you more than my life. I owe you my honor. But so. if the Oni aren't bad, you know, was his life mm-hmm. really ever at risk? 
I mean, I felt like in that situation, because he didn't know at that point, mm. you know, w- what the gravity of the situation, who right. they were exactly, I think he's become wise and informed over the years. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you know, he was really young. He, I don't feel like he knew in that oh, situation what was going on. And they if, were killing people. And if, and, if, and if you are an Oni, though, is your life really your own? So, you know, and that's another way to think of it. You know, his mm. life was returned to him as who he is. Mm. And so, and, right. and his honor, because... You know, that maybe some of the choices that they were making of, of deciding who's good and who's bad and killing, therefore, who's good and branding them and, you know, and culling them and killing who's good and who's bad. That's been one of the big questions we've seen throughout Teen Wolf. Absolutely. So I think that that is a way, you know, he may have felt like his honor. Obviously, he did feel like his honor was in, in question. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to skip ahead before we talk about what Katoshi actually told him about the Oni. I want to move ahead because it was kind of split edited with what Scott and his pack was doing. So I'm going to go back to the Kitsune and talk about that later when it comes into play. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about Scott's mission. Now, pretty much Scott's mission is always to just protect everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get in the beginning um, that 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 interaction with Kira, how she's like, I want to see it. You know, she's just kind of finding out, you know, all his friends are supernatural because of the last episode. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, puts his mask on, he turns into the wolf and takes it off, and she kind of very, like, sexually but approvingly, like, caresses his face. Mm -hmm. But jokes aside, I felt like this moment was particularly important because, you know, he was like, here's my secret flaws, and she just kind of accepts his flaws and Mm -hmm. actually finds them adorable and likes him because of his flaws, really. And a lot of people always hide those certain flaws from a, a pa- their um, significant others, you know, because you're always afraid that huh. they're going to judge you or turn away or run away. But she does the exact opposite here. She, like, embraces adores them him. and embraces mm-hmm. these flaws. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that moment and their relationship in general? Yeah, it's just the whole thing is so sweet. You know, the whole Kira-Scott mm-hmm. relationship is so sweet and the motorcycle riding and the <laughs> hugging and the endearing looking in the eyes. It's all very sweet. I agree. I agree. I do think that... Um, it reminds me when she was touching his face and feeling feeling what it was like. It wasn't just, oh, let me take it in. She mm-hmm. she became part of that. She mm-hmm. experienced that with him. And and there's something about about a touch that really sets right. somebody at ease. If mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's from me and it creeps people out. Did that creep you out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just checking. You know, but that, that can happen sometimes. I'm feeling the love. Did you poison <laughs> these they need to Enjoy your cookies. I don't know. It depends on how this episode, this oh. episode of Afterbuzz TV goes. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's also an element. It's such a Billy Joel song. Who you're both too young to remember. But oh, I the stranger, really? Do you I seriously? Love ah, Billy the Piano Joel. Man. Okay. Oh my God. So the stranger is a song. Uh, ugh, she she's very young. And so, but the point, <laughs> is, the stranger by Billy Joel also addresses what you just talked about. But it's very very true. We all keep a little place in ourselves that we're afraid to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. My my um, my friend says that. Um, nobody would guess that your room is yellow and purple. They think everything you do is like steel and black and, burn, <laughs> you know, and that it, you know, and sometimes I am a marshmallow inside. I know I look scary, but you know, it's, uh, so it's true. What we, who we are in the depths of us, being willing to share that with somebody, there was uh, mm-hmm. a real depth and poignancy to that moment. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it, again, the deepening of the show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then Kira got out this, like, Japanese folklore children's book to show Scott when they were in his house and he was trying to protect her. And they were kind mm-hmm. of talking about the kitsune and she thinks that she's, like, the the fire fox and they rub their tails together to <clears throat> create the fire she was telling him. So, so many things. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so many double entendres. Okay. <laughs> and she was 
like foxes and werewolves don't really get along, mm-hmm. and then they almost kiss, but the dad comes home, and of course he ruins everything all the time. <laughs> but um, before we talk about him, though, like who gave Kira that children's book? Because we were kind of saying a long time ago in a couple episodes that, you know, it seems like she didn't know her powers, but it, maybe her family does, and this is something mm-hmm. that's like passed down. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's the chances she just happened to come along this children's kitsune book you know i feel like perhaps it was given her by someone in her family who knew that this was what she was but she wasn't sure but that one day it would become meaningful right. to her you know and, and there are lots of things that uh, we we read to our children specifically um to teach them certain uh ways of life or morals or what have you that we that just sort of don't hit it dead on the head you know if you you know you tell a nine-year-old by the way i meant to tell you're this little fox creature that's gonna rub butts with other people it's like i mean how do you explain well I mean, my nine-year-old would be okay with that but you know you explain that to some kids and they're a little freaky you know so it's so it's interesting maybe that was okay one day she'll she'll come to understand this mm-hmm. and so that was placed there too you know as part of her life right and Kira's also very smart and very resourceful, I feel. And so, like, she could have just as easily just gone, gone to a to library, a library mm-hmm. or something like that. That's possible, but too. her moment with Scott in the house, I thought was so... And they're inter- that little, like, I'm joking, you know, I can hear what you're saying. And, like, yeah. they're also psychic. Oh, my God, I love that. That was, like, one of my favorite parts of the show. And they almost kissed. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, Agent... McCall came home. Yeah, there's just so much And we gotta going get on. to him later, too. Yes. There was but some yeah, fishy going I have, on there. Can I interject just for a second? Because this, this is kind of interesting and kind of cool to me. Mm-hmm. Teen Wolf had, um, early on, the, the show, so not Beacon Hills, not that world, but Teen Wolf as a show, um, there had been some articles written or there was some <laughs> buzz, sorry, um, <laughs> sorry for the pun, about um, uh, it not being diverse enough. Hmm. And sure enough, and so, and in fact, uh, I think it was in a Q&A I read that last season, a Q&A on Tumblr with Jeff Davis, the creator of the show, mm-hmm. and somebody said, how come there are no Asians in Beacon Hills? And and Jeff was like, I love that. Thank you for that person. Shout out, <laughs> shout yeah, out, right? Seriously. Well, and that's what I was going to ask. You have the cute. Do you have two dimples or I just only one? Have one? Really? That's yeah. kind of cool. But asymmetrical is in, so that's good. That's good. So, I do think that I only have I'm one. Not, I know. I like that. My kids. You know, I've always wanted dimples. I'm gonna. You know, you can put a button. I heard you what? can make a make a dimple. Shut up! The really? Boy, with a dimple? Know. I am so <laughs> seriously. I, oh, I have a story to tell you. By the way, after, remind me afterwards the dimple story that Next I'm going to tell you. I'm going to wear buttons. <laughs> I, I want dimples. I would just look fatter if I wore buttons. You know. So yeah. But so, what do you think? For real, June? What do you think? So you're like, cool. Shout out. What do you think about this whole influence and this whole other community and culture coming into this? Because we're going to talk some more about it in just a minute. It's so important. I had, I mean, and it's so as an Asian American, it's so. And Arden talked about this too in an interview that she did with. Um, I can't remember. It was like an Asian YouTube, you know, line. But the fact that they're not a stereotypical Asian family that talks like this, you know, they're American, (laughs) they're an American family, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're just a regular family. They happen to be Asian, but she doesn't have an accent and she's an American girl. And that's so important, I think. And I appreciate that so much as an Asian American audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great point. And I can't think of how many shows are doing that. And I love what's one of the great things, again, not only about Jeff Davis as a human, Mm -hmm. but that that he wants that, that they're a Teen Wolfie, because Teen Wolfies are truly the greatest. It's the greatest <laughs> fan base. That that a Teen Wolfie said, hey, how about this? And he went, huh, great idea. 
And all, yeah. I mean, and now look at look at season three, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's it's pretty tremendous. It's a really really big deal, and I'm, it really is. And I think it's so cool. Thanks for bringing in a very special <laughs> you know, sidekick here that I, you know that I could ask that question in a great Absolutely. way. So thank you, and thank you so amazing. much for yeah. asking that no, question. I like it. Good, good stuff. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no problem. Okay, that was a great discussion. I'm glad we. we thank you. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about Agent McCall. And so he talks about Solinsky not being able to get any more government jobs after this at all in his office when he comes upon that image. Of Scott and Kira, which is great security, by the way. Whoever uses your computer, you just take a picture of them. I know. love that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Where can I yeah. download that app? Yeah, <laughs> right? seriously. I'm sure you can. Uh-huh. I'm sure you can uh- too. <laughs> So Agent McCall confronts Scott and Kira about breaking into his office, and Scott basically tells his dad that he was just a gene donor and he should leave. Mm-hmm. That was really harsh mm-hmm. and kind of out of nowhere, but hmm. you know what? His dad wasn't really there for him, so in one way, you should never talk to your father that way, but another way, wait, wait, wait. his dad kind of deserves but it. But is he his father? I, and I don't mean that in some sort of, I'm revealing some plot secret. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My my mother left my father, my biological father, mm-hmm. uh, when I was two years old, because he was mm-hmm. abusive, and so I, I can't wait to see if more is revealed there. And you know, there uh, I think one of the um, oh, I know it was Price Peterson on TV.com had that uh, photo yeah. recap, and he said in there, she it, it's uh, Melissa. Melissa, who is Melissa? But Melissa was looking at Agent McCall and saying, you know, why did I marry you again? You know, and it's, it is. It's the, and mind you, many of us have thought that about why did I marry you? Why did I date you? Whatever the thing is, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's a, it's a totally reasonable question. But um, my mother has said that same thing, and we have laughed about my biological father as well. So mm-hmm. I, you know, and when, and he died about two years ago, and when I was told, I think I was told, or I, I can't remember, I can't remember how I found out. I was like, that's too bad. I, I just didn't know him. I mean, yeah. I've, I've never, ever known him. So I didn't mm-hmm. meet him until I was in my 20s. So when there's no... So I totally relate to that storyline. Mm-hmm. And, and it is absolutely legit and, and on the money on that. And talk to him however you want to. This dude's a stranger. Don't tell me what to do, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. A father is a person who's there when you're, you know, learning how to ride a bike. That's you know, exactly right. When you're going to your first year of school, that's who your father, that's who your mother is. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that's exactly right. It's not the person. Okay, that, so we're all on par behind yep, Scott's good, good. words. That's right. <laughs> okay, so then, you know... I guess the Smoke Ninjas or Onis didn't like that conversation. That's what we were calling Uh them. uh You know, they apparently didn't appreciate that conversation because they showed up and they just stabbed him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And no one was sad. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I know. Hardly. That's so true. Melissa was a little bit. (laughs) She knew the urgency of the situation to get him help. But, um, you know, and then... But isn't that telling? You know, mm-hmm. so if if now at the end of the episode is revealed that they're looking for people with, or branding, or that they're actually the good guys and they're looking for evil that's mm, inside yeah. somebody, that's all I'm saying, point. so you leave your kid like that, and, and clearly there's bad blood there. It's not Now, some parents do have to split, and there are some mm-hmm. reasons when... I'm not saying that... In all cases, that that's a bad thing, but mm-hmm. maybe they came to some judgment. And that's why you know it's like alien blah, comes out of his chest. <laughs> or whatever. You know, it was crazy. Nature will find you. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so will I. So mm-hmm. basically, as he's like bleeding to death, he talks to Melissa and mm-hmm. he kind of says, "You know why I came back, don't you?" And it was kind of a question to the audience, too, because we don't really know. I mean, Mm -hmm. it looked like he was coming back to move uh, Stalinsky out of his job. And, I mean, hopefully he was coming back to reconnect with his child, Scott, but we don't really know. And does Melissa know? And what was that whole part, how, like, 
Uh, a few episodes ago, like, Styles said to him, like, my father and I both know something about you. Mm-hmm. Right. And we so had... Many secrets. Yeah, we mm-hmm. had someone uh, leave a comment that said that they thought that Styles and Scott's father might have something to do with Styles' mom. Just throwing that theory out there. That was Soul Bratha 69. Soul Bratha. Soul, Soul Bratha. Bratha 69. All I'm saying, well, no, we've, <laughs> a handle well picked. Yes, but, <laughs> but in, and there are so many intricate uh, dimensions to all relationships, but mm-hmm. particularly in this show. And, and so, who knows? And that's all I'm going to say about that. Because <laughs> you know. I don't know if I know. I can neither confirm nor deny. Well, what do you think, June? Do, why do you think he's back in town? I have no idea. And that's what I was like, really, that's what I was talking about earlier when we said we had to come back to that because I just have no idea. I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe he's not his father. Maybe they're brothers mm-hmm. or something. Oh, that's interesting. And or maybe he's a werewolf too. Who knows? Because yeah, why is Scott the true the, alpha? Exactly. You know? I was thinking like maybe they're maybe they're all like siblings and their parents were like really bad. I don't know. <laughs> no. But, so, but that you get to wonder all that is one yeah. of the joys yeah. of the show, you know? Yeah, now absolutely. that he was stabbed by this Oni, no, he, he like clearly knows about the supernatural and how mm-hmm. is this going to change, you know, his understanding of the town, what his motives are going forward? Is he going to be like lighter on Stalinsky's dad now that he understands? Or will why, he pair up with him? Yeah, you know? why the mm. cases weren't solved? But he was so unfazed. He wasn't like, "Who? What are these things that stabbed me?" That's like, a he good was, point. I mean, like, I feel like if he's probably in shock, but maybe. Still. But wouldn't you still be like, "What was that? Exactly. What was that thing that attacked mm-hmm. me?" And we, we didn't just, get that. Mm-hmm. We didn't get that. That's at a great all. point. He yeah. was just kind of like, "I need to talk to Scott." Yeah, you know why I'm here. You know why. Yes, exactly. So is he dying? That makes it sound like he was already dying. Besides the stab wound, you know, I, uh, I don't know. Anybody can die. Anybody can come back, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hopefully we'll see Miss mm-hmm. Argent back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Deaton put the security system on Scott's house, basically the mountain ash in the baseboards so that the Oni couldn't come in. Mm-hmm. And Derek and the twins show up. I was really happy that we got to see Derek because this was kind of like seasons ago when he would always pop up out of nowhere and save the day. So it was nice to see him kind of do that again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not really sure where his storyline's going this season, so I'm glad that he's still like being that protective brother mm-hmm. father figure for, for Scott. Scott yeah. Well, and I'm glad that the that the Hale storyline, which has been very unusual and very shirtless, um, <laughs> we don't have make a problem. It with oh, that. really? Okay, I kind of was like, oh, 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 oh. it's like, you know, but when you. It, to not have that solved like that in one episode, mm. again, one of the glories of this show. It's mm-hmm. like, good, make me wonder, make me question, mm-hmm. let me see what's it, because then you know it's going to be a little meatier, it's gonna, pardon the pun, but you know there's going to be more <laughs> yeah. to because life doesn't get solved that easily. No, you know? right. it, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So then the twins were following Scott around to protect him, which leads to like Scott screwing with their bikes because he doesn't want them to get hurt. And then later, Derek asked the twins if they'd be willing to die for Scott. Do you guys think this is foreshadowing that the twins' lives could be in danger? I mean, if they're part of his pack, they could die at any time. But it's kind of, you know, random that he would just throw that out there. But I guess to be part of his pack, he would have to want to die for him. Go ahead. You guys, I, don't, I don't know. No, you you he, took he, a breath. No, okay. I'll arm wrestle you for it. Okay, no. They, uh, it's interesting because uh, I've read a lot of that online. Oh, and which one do you think it's going to be? And which twin? Does this mean one will? They can just share the yeah. character that's left, right? Yeah. Would we right, know? Right, exactly. We wouldn't know. Yeah, you could divide the money. Very true. The, um, but I, it's funny. I... Uh, 
I, I'm guarding my answers, okay? Okay. So it's not, so bear with me. Um, with the information we've been given so far, there is nothing concrete, especially in this show. It can go, huh, things on this show can go either way, huh, yeah. and then do, huh, <laughs> um, but um, especially with the twins. <laughs> but um, but it could also mean to, Secret Service people, are you willing to step in front of uh, of a bullet for mm-hmm. this person that you might not have even voted for, that you don't even like, or that, you know, to, so to die in in service to something is is a is really the big the big picture, and all we've seen maybe so far. So we right. don't necessarily from what, the information from what we've been given, what we've seen so far. There. Well, I definitely think that they're trying to prove themselves to Scott. You know, they want in his pack, so hopefully the answer is yes, because I feel like that's the only way they're going to be a part of his pack, for sure. They still killed Boyd, though, you know, so I don't know. Well, they <laughs> helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, well, you know, if you hold the coats while they're stoning somebody or sticking knives in somebody, that counts, I'm just saying, you know, if you're rooting them on, that counts. Oh, I forgive them. They have their shirts off enough time. Okay, there's that. there's that. <laughs> they merge. They were <laughs> responsible for that amazing rave. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah, been blinded true. with their nakedness. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's um, good. So then Allison calls Scott and tells him what they learned from the Oni, and basically that the Oni are looking for the dark spirit who is not themselves and has been possessed. And Scott tells everyone not to do anything, and he takes Kira's hand, and they just sort of endure that, you know, scanning of their souls to make sure that they are their true self. And we kind of got that, um, the backwards five behind the ear represents oneself. So. Which is like a kanji symbol, right? Yes. What was that kanji Wait, it's symbol? like a what? A kanji it? symbol? I, I'm asking you not because I don't know, but because I want you to say explain it a little further. Right. Mm-hmm. right. The kanji symbol, um, that means, I was going to ask you guys if you guys remember what that kanji symbol meant. Well, they were just kind of... You know, saying in this episode that it was, you know, marking them so that it's to say this person is their true self. Right. Their Check. Oneself. Yeah. Okay. We're good Next here. You're person. good. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it does it come off? Do you have to go to one of those places here in LA, you know, and have it like lasered <laughs> off? I don't laser. know. Does it work? <laughs> you know, and, off. Yeah, and if the tattoo didn't work on Scott, you know, I don't know. This is like some sort of special mark or something like that. That's interesting. That's a good mm-hmm. point. So basically, what we learned from this was the, like the split editing scenes when Allison and Argent was with the uh, Katoshi and he was kind of telling them about the kitsune and they were saying that you know these oni are unstoppable demons and you don't fight a force of nature you have to endure it which they did mm-hmm. and then that they're looking for the one that's no longer themselves but possessed by the dark spirit and um, wait and now say say uh, just to make a point mm-hmm. because it was said say, they said what <laughs> they're looking for what Someone who was... No, is that what they said? Did they say looking for some... Okay, so someone or looking Mm -hmm. for people who are, or are they looking for one who is? You know, it doesn't say. It could be more than one because... Could be, could be, but it could just be one and... It could just be one person, mm -hmm. but... I thought it was one. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm you never sure know. They were looking for be. the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if they're... they're, You never know. So that's where I'm sort of leading you. So if they're looking for the one, so we'll get to more of that in a minute, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, who it could be. Okay, so he was saying that there's 13 different kinds of kitsune, you know, and they... Which is so interesting. Yeah, and the different types will take, like, different earthly elements, like mm-hmm. wind, ocean, thunder, fire, and the creatures can ultimately be classified in, in one of two ways. The Zenkos, which are the good foxes, or the Yekos, which are the sly and even dangerous foxes. Mm-hmm. 
So the dark kitsune is called Void, which we saw an example of him in the beginning was the Aku Aku Machu. Which sounds like Hakuna Matata, so I can't every time like uh, yeah, so every you time guys I hear don't it, I'm like, say it. Aku Machu, Aku Machu. Aku Machu. <laughs> Aku Machu. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. Yeah, I'm sure that's where they yes. where they got the inspiration yeah, for probably the name. Not. <laughs> so he was a dark spirit and basically this kitsune draws its power from pain and tragedy and strife and kills. So that's a little foreshadowing of what's going to be happening, mm-hmm. I assume. And to destroy the evil Kitsune, even if it's your own daughter, is what um, Katashi mm-hmm. advises Arjun. And yeah. so, and that, and so, is that also foreshadowing? Are we seeing, you know, every time Allison goes to fire a weapon, mm-hmm. she thinks she's firing at this, and but really she's firing at a friend, or right. you know, we're seeing right. these things, and we're seeing. You know, her evil aunt in these dreams that she's having. And does Mm. that mean she's, you know, got some of those genetics? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and wrap up our last topic before we get to your interview. I'll make sure we have enough time. So Styles, um, you know. There should be a drum roll. It's something. (laughs) This is a big deal. Okay, sorry. Okay. Nobody minds watching the good guy go bad, right? So it's like as much as everyone loves Styles, this was the perfect character to turn crazy, right? Because everyone would not suspect this. So he tries to confess to Scott that he was the one who wrote Kira's name, but, like, mm-hmm. they will go back. The writing's not there. He doesn't have the key anymore. So Scott basically just tells him to go get some rest. He goes to the hospital. Melissa kind of helps him by saying, look, you just need to sleep and gives him, like, an sedative." And he says, thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of triggers her to go in the hospital files. Just, huh, and Mom, Mom, reminds me of something. <laughs> yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, yeah, yeah, and she pulls up Claudia Stalinsky. Mm-hmm. And we were told by Jeff in, in an interview that we would find out what killed his mother and that it was now affecting Styles. So he has acute insomnia, we can assume, because that's what his mother died from. And... Um, the teaser is that when Style wakes up in the hospital, you know, Scott was fi- looking for him, but the Oni finds him first. And Style Styles rips the firefly out of the Oni, which appears to be like the heart of them, mm-hmm. uh, the heart of their life that makes them these dark spirits. And it definitely appears that, you know, he's being possessed by this dark spirit, that he is who they were looking for so it appears or is he the distraction like the mid-season distraction from the who the real dark spirit is what do you guys think Mm. or is someone possessing him so it's you know because we know conscious styles wouldn't be a villain so yeah i love how (laughs) i love how he was like still trying to tell scott i i I was wondering for a moment if whether or not he would try to keep it a secret if he mm-hmm. was scared, but it surely shows. It truly shows the courage in his heart that he would go to Scott right away and say, "Like I need to show you something. I'm the mm-hmm. one that's been doing it." Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like he's possessed, mm-hmm. and I think that's that because because he's been so likable the entire season. Everybody will want, you know, invariably, I, I ask people all the time when they come up to me and I say, well, who's your favorite character? I mean, besides me, of course, <laughs> you know, and so often it's Styles, of course, yeah. because mm-hmm. it's that warm, likable, mm-hmm. you know, it's the one, well, the one we thought was most human and ideally that most of us could relate to. Mm-hmm. And then here we see um, he punches, I mean, for has the courage to reach into the heart of and grab out the essence of and it turns yeah. out to be a bug but you know it's like a, but still what were the you know the form of shape like wonder twins like form of a lightning bug but it's <laughs> but that he does that and then 
it it's just a much bigger deal than was revealed and I I don't think ever with this show you can ever say well we know that you know or I know you know it's, it's just I know because there's this you know right don't we know yeah, I just think it's mm-hmm. always dangerous mm. to say that with this show so be sure to watch and pay attention and even when it's confusing it still gets revealed mm. you know it's nice yeah people on the on the uh, YouTube they were kind of getting annoyed by like some of our predictions and stuff but guys we don't know what's going on you know we're just yeah. throwing it out there we're right along with you in your chair just trying to figure out where the story's going and we had Jake Naki and Michael Lamar commenting and someone Ooh. said that uh, Styles had a wardrobe change like last episode we missed it like he had changed his shirt and that was supposed to sim- symbolize something. Hmm. That's interesting. So, like, There's so, the Teen Wolfies, I'm telling you. Yeah, the flow mind said that. So much smarter than we could ever be. Before <laughs> Wait we a get, minute, what's going <laughs> on yourself, Jen? Hold yeah, on a I'm second. You know. Yes, exactly. I'm yes, and I'm being a Teen Wolfie, that makes me smart. I mean, too. some yeah. of these fans, though, right. all they do is they watch interviews all day and all mm-hmm. week, you know, leading up to each episode. Right. So, you Well, know. and I have to tell you, that's one of the reasons why, um, both last time that you were gracious enough to ask me to come, and, and, and to ask me again this time, where I choose what I say very carefully, mm-hmm. based on the information we've seen so far in the episodes, based on what you know, you know. But it's fun to come up with uh, suppositions. Well, maybe yeah. what if this? Oh, what if that? That's part of the joy mm-hmm. of it. There's nothing that you've said on AfterBuzz on any of these um, AfterBuzz <laughs> TV episodes uh, of Teen Wolf that isn't all over the internet anyway. Right. So it's not like you're telling mm-hmm. some spoilers. If it happens to be true, it's like I said earlier when I'm sitting in the movies and I go, "Watch, oh, she'll die," <laughs> and then she doesn't. I'm like, ugh. Frankly, I wanted her to die, but you know, you know. So there, there <laughs> yeah. are things that you know we can make predictions that doesn't you know anywhere, mm-hmm. but that happens all online all the time. It's not a reflection on you know the Definitely. show or anything. Mm-hmm. And guys, we want to hear from you. So if you want to predict what's going to happen, give us a call. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Mm-hmm. I, I want to read one more comment before we get to your interview. It was Derek Sourwolf. She said, "Even though the only thing I know, I know that one. That's funny. <laughs> Hi, that's really that's nice. I like that." She <laughs> says, "Even though the only thing that lights up my life is Teen Wolf, I also." I so love listening to this podcast on my way to school. It makes me stop thinking about all the dark, negative things that are happening in school and focus on something more important like Teen Wolf. Okay. Yay. And she says, so thank you for making my day brighter. I want to thank all of your crew and Teen Wolf cast and crew. Okay, you see, guys see, see, are stop, amazing. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> that totally gets me. That totally gets me. And I am not a marshmallow inside. Depressed? No, yeah, no, and, and it's and there are a handful of them. Sometimes people say, "How come you don't follow fans?" And I'm like, "Because all I see on Twitter are your fingernails and one D comments, and that you're Harry's girl." But there are um, there are people in particular who I do follow, and some who I who I just go and check out their their stuff periodically. Mm-hmm. That, and, and it's it's young people like that that say, "You know what? I'm I'm listening to you on the bus because what's happening in my reality is so unpleasant." And this takes me out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the glory of film and television. Mm-hmm. And not all film and television does it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just there to make money. But specifically, I know from conversations that I've had with Jeff Davis, that's what he wanted with his show. Mission yeah. accomplished. Level up. You did it. You know? And that's what Teen Wolf does. It, But it doesn't just do it for teenagers, gang. i got to tell you, don't mm-hmm. think it's just a teenager thing because it's just not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I tell people that all the time. Don't be fooled by that name. 
Yeah, it, it's a really Absolutely. nice escape for people, especially going through, you know, a lot of the situations that they kind of will recreate on Teen Wolf with monsters. I mean, a lot of that is just the scary stuff that happens in your real life, in your high school. So it's nice that, you know, Teen Wolf provides that sort of escape for their demographic and for older people as well, just like we were saying. Absolutely. But it's it's just great because you can see the symbolism with that with things, you know, when um Stalinsky earlier this season, Styles was having the problem like reading in front of everyone. I'm like, and it was scary because the words were falling off the page. I'm like, I swear that happened to me whenever popcorn, someone played popcorn and like I had to read out loud. Like, I swear I was so nervous. The words were really falling off the page. So it was just, it's nice that they play on those little insecurities that Mm -hmm. we all had growing up in high school Mm -hmm. and we get to see it in, in the show. And, you know, we see our characters face it and it kind of makes us a little stronger inside. I agree with you 100% Mm -hmm. and it doesn't change no matter how old you get. Mm-hmm. It's still like that. It's still when I go to a meeting and uh, there's something. I remember my first Teen Wolf table read. And um, <laughs> and I thought, and people were there and I thought, okay, so where am I going to sit? You know, and there's the thing. And then I, there's, there's an MTV executive there that I hadn't remembered meeting at one of the parties. And I said, it's so good to finally meet you in person. And he went, we met before. And I was like, (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, to see you again in person. And it was just that, oh, and I'm a grown (laughs) person, but I just died inside. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, but those awkward or embarrassing moments Mm -hmm. are, you know, where where emotions are running high and we feel like we turn into a beast and that Mm -hmm. that our friend can still look at our beast and touch it Mm -hmm. and say, it's okay. I still like you and I still love you. That's, that's something that lasts. Hopefully, hopefully we all get to experience that in our lives, our entire lives. Absolutely. Well, now we'd like to get into, like, a little interview with you, if you don't mind. No, I know, but you didn't say. I think I might need a cookie. Are there any alcohol cookies? I'm old enough. some bourbon-flavored cookies. Bring out the bourbon-flavored cookies. Um, So what's one of your favorite on-set stories or experiences with the cast or crew that you remember? (gasps) Oh, I'm trying to think of something I can tell. What what I find particularly... Okay, one of my favorite stories, and I hope I didn't tell this one last time, because I like to I like to tell this one in particular, because I seldom worked with Tyler Hecklin, mm-hmm. and just as it turned out, you know, just we didn't have a lot of scenes together. But um, in uh, two hundred eight episode two hundred eight, uh, as I was attempting, you know, I as Victoria was attempting to kill Scott to keep mm-hmm. him from the werewolf from having sex with my daughter any further and werewolves kill people and I didn't know how he was going to turn out to be um, Tyler Hecklin uh, we had this big fight scene and they had a, a stunt gal there that had um, this red wig on and the wig was good but and she had this spiky little red wig and she was about this big and uh, and she was standing there and she was in my wardrobe and it was that green spotted thing and then when I saw her and it occurred to me I said wait what I don't get do the stunts I, I it took me totally by <laughs> surprise and I said and so and just like we were saying it you know like when we're young I was like I want to do it can I do it <laughs> and I so I spoke up and I said I'd, I'd really like to do it but now here's Hecklin though I, I'd never done I mean it's a pretty big fight scene mm-hmm. with a fake knife and punches and I throw him against a wall and there so injuries happen in stunts mm-hmm. for him to say you know what yeah do it 
And I did it in four inch heels too, by the way. Just oh, just did my own stunts that's in heels. Amazing. Okay, so all I'm saying, so guys do their own stunts too, but not usually in four inch heels. Sometimes, but not, not usually. <laughs> but the fact that that was one of my favorite moments, and and that was a long, long night in particular. But um, mm. where everybody and the, and in those times where we're waiting for things to get set up, or where or they're figuring out, or they're showing us the um, how the how the fight's going to go, and it's going to be like this, and he's going to bang your arm, and you're going to throw him like this. That while they're setting up, sitting around talking. Just real life. You, I tell people all the time, um, Posey and especially Crystal, but um, and Dylan, they're they're even nicer than they seem in the show. They're wow. just the most. They're all you see, and more. They're just really truly lovely people. And uh, you know, s- sometimes you hear, "God, you're so awful to work with." And you know, you know, yeah. there are people that, and people always ask me, you know, "How was Sandra Bullock? Was she cool to work with?" And so, yes. You know, like one of the greatest. She's a total wise guy, you know, like yeah. so stuff like that. It's just it's a lot of fun. But that's one of my favorite stories. So June came up with this question. You, you know, everyone's in such good shape on this show. And of course, I'm you so are as well. Look at those muscles. Oh, 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 so June came up with the question, just like what's a workout or, or nutrition tip that you would give to the fans? Either oh. what's your favorite workout or like what's a tip? Oh, I so Ron knows exactly what I want to say right now, but I'm not going to something about hockey players. And but anyway, um, no. But what I will say legitimately is, what you put into your mouth is what comes out. So, and everything. Does anybody want a cookie? <laughs> um, but and 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 I I I eat that, and she's eating that. I won't eat ten of them. And I won't eat them every day. And that's the other thing is, is I, if I want some tiramisu or something, I'll have a few bites. Mm-hmm. What, and I think we see that a lot on set. Now, of course, a lot of these kids were kids mm-hmm. when we first started. And it was like, wow, great. Can I have some more cake? You know, and they're eating and eating. And I'm thinking like, I'm hummingbird metabolisms, you know, but truly, um, on set catering is so good. And they mm. just take really, really good care of us and give us a lot of options and, and craft services as well. But just in general, what you eat is what it really is what you become. And so mm-hmm. just watch what you put in your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's a great mm-hmm. tip. And before we go, are you working on anything you can talk about? I know a lot of the actors and actresses come in here and they're like, I'm working on a lot of cool stuff, but I can't talk about it. Is there anything we can check out of yours? Go to your website? or Yeah, I, yeah. you can always go to the website. It's also a good way. It's just my name, E-A-D-D-Y-M-A-Y-S, edmaze.com. And uh, it's also a way that um, uh, there's a contact thing in there so that okay, you, know, you can... Uh, either email me or write me, and, and I've had some folks do that, and it's it's uh, truly an honor, you know, asking for headshots or or what have you, which they turn around and sell on eBay. Uh, <laughs> quite interesting, Good but flattering, uh, so, really. you know, okay. No but, one's emailing me for my headshot. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't bid real high, so that oh, was a little oh. bit, you know, whatever. I bid on it. I tried to read. No, no, that's um, funny. But uh, <laughs> is there anything that I'm working on? I, I'll tell you this. I auditioned for something that. Um, uh, and got called back for something. How about I tell you about that? Because yeah, I, I can't great. talk as much about it. But it is like a cross between something about Mary. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. about Mary meets uh, Blades of Glory. And I, oh. you know, so I read my scenes and I was like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> and then for the callback, they sent the whole script and I went, oh, my would not let my kids watch this. Oh. And it was just, I mean, so it's it's really interesting. Um, 
it's just really interesting well, sometimes so what you get, but it's one of those fun comedies. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to Good. that. So wish, wish me luck. Yeah. And <laughs> as we roll out, we can just kind of say our predictions because we're running out of time, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I really think next week, you know, it looks like Styles is missing and he's being tortured by someone who sounds a lot like Gerard. Because he's somebody says we're gonna kill them all, and then that was kind of like a, that line sounded similar to what mm. he did. And um, you guys can catch me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter. You can Bing or Google my blog Cinematic Escape. And where can we find you, Edie? All over the internet in only the good ways. And it's always mm-hmm. my name, E A D D Y Mays M A Y S. Even on Tumblr, I don't I don't do anonymous or aliases or anything. So just uh, look for me, YouTube. Tumblr, Twitter, Google Plus, you know, my mom, you know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what about you, June? Where can we follow you? Um, uh, You guys can follow me at MissMS underscore June Lee at Twitter. All right. And Instagram. (laughs) Oh, Instagram, too. Don't you love Instagram? All of my Instagrams are about food, (laughs) by the way. So you know I'm not one of those girls. That's another tip I would have given. Don't do that. Yes, good. Okay. Thank you so much for being here, Edie. Okay, it was my pleasure. As usual, again, you run a great show, and I love After Buzz TV. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Kristen, for having us. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great week. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.